0: How's it going out there, everybody? This is Tyler. And this is Danny. And we're here to get stoned talk about horror movies, because this is Fried Squirms. Merry Christmas, everybody. This yeah, is our Christmas, Christmas episode.
1: Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, we're, all that fun stuff. We're recording
0: it a few days before, and it'll be out if you're on our Patreon a few days after, or bit closer to a week after, because it's on a weird weekend. But, That's true. And then for everyone else, you'll get it just a little bit later. So, But yeah, I mean, we're in the spirit like we're, well, we're trying to be in the spirit because <laughs> tonight we're going to be talking about Santa's Sleigh. But before we get that far, we should probably get a little bit more high. Danny, what is this? As we get into our green hits, what is this <laughs> joint that I have to apparently restart because I let it go out? Ah, uh, no worries. So this week I brought over the strain Ghost
1: Cookies. Some people know this as Ghost OG Cookies, but nonetheless, it is an indica dominant hybrid. This is showing at 70% indica, 30% sativa. It is crossed with the strains Ghost OG and the infamous form cut Girl Scout cookies. So the numbers over at Flower, which I picked it up at, it shows uh, 23% THC, which is about normal. It says somewhere in the 20s is what about what its range is. But uh, for those who are curious, the effects on this, you'll get a nice body high It'll help you feel relaxed. Sometimes it'll make you feel sleepy and on the off chance you might feel uplifted. This does help with anxiety, arthritis, chronic pain, insomnia, muscle spasms, and stress. And the flavors and the aromas that you'll get off this are notes of citrus, mint, and pine. And along with that, you'll get earthy, lemon, pungent, and sweet aromas. Hey, Danny, guess what I brought you? I'm going
0: to go out on a limb. I Say you ghosted me. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I was like, I was sitting there. I went in the day, and I'm like, man, it's going to be really funny if we choose the same one. I almost went with the croquettas just because of that, but I was like, funny. you know what, I haven't had ghost cookies in a while. I was kind of in the same boat, man. I was like,
1: you know, our uh, our blood tender. She handed me a few different cases to take a look at, and they all looked appealing. I was like, let me uh, let me check out some ghost OG cookies because
0: I like the cookie strain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost went with Crockett's almost went with the sugar cookies. That's funny, man. But I was like, ah, you know what? It's been a bit. Let's go with some ghost okay, cookies. here we are. All right. So I suppose you already gave all the info on <laughs> that. Made it easy. So <laughs> we're going to ghost each other, apparently. Uh, but not you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys will be back in just a second to find out the guts and bolts of Santa's sleigh. Guts and bolts. All right. Guts and bolts. Santa Slay, who and what went in this movie, start off with our spoiler-free setup. I mean, spoiler-free, Santa's real, and he's pissed off and killing people. And there's a kid whose grandpa is weird and kind of anti-Christmas, kind of not. I don't know. We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, and they get tied into all of it. That's a spoiler-free as a setup. Yes, say without
1: spoiling anything. Yeah, exactly. But, of course, from week to week, we do like to talk about the cast and the crew of the film. And this week, we're going to talk about director and writer David Steinman. Now, this is the only film of note as far as his writing and directing credits. He is known as an assistant to Mr. Brett Ratner. For those who don't know, I mean, he's done such films as, like, Red Dragon, Rush Hour 2... He helped on, let's say, this is uh, specifically Steinman. He also helped on Castaway as a production assistant, mm. What Lies Beneath, Inspector Gadget, both as uh, production assistant as well. So some pretty interesting credits there, if nothing else. All right, along with Mr. Steinman, we have cinematographer Matthew F. Leonetti, and this guy's got some really cool credits to his name. So just a few of note, he's helped on the 1995 film Strange Days. You might have seen his work on Star Trek, First Contact from 1996. Mm. Also, Insurrection, Star Trek from 1998. The Butterfly Effect from 2004. He's got a couple of films. Oh, he's got one, it's announced, it's called At the Hop. But funny and coincidentally enough, all right, this is kind of odd. Okay. We did Hostel, right, before we did this and when we had our little break. And because of Hostel, Derek Richardson, I can't remember, he was blonde-haired dude in the film. Right, okay. All right. I mentioned a film that he did. It is called Dumb and Dumber 2. Mm -hmm. I think that was the first time I'd seen him. And coincidentally enough, Mr. Leonetti is the DP on that that movie. That's funny. (laughs) He's also the DP on movie 43, twelve's. Three Stooges, Hall Pass, Soul Men, which is actually a pretty funny movie, Mm -hmm. man. I like that one. Uh, What Happens in Vegas, and like I said, some other cool films. All right, our editors on this, we have Steve Blivka and Julia Wong. Now, I'll start with Steve. A couple of films he's done, he is responsible for being a part of the editorial department on UHF. Another really funny Mm -hmm. film. He was also in the editorial department for the 1979 movie, The Muppet Movie, He's the editor on Snowpiercer television series from 2020. Uh, Let's see. He's helped on uh, Justified television series from 2012 through 2015. He's also helped on uh, several episodes of Law & Order SVU. He's also helped on Dark Angel from 2000 through 2002. Yeah, Xena for an episode, Hercules, a lot of Hercules stuff, mostly Mm. the TV movie. so some pretty cool works there. Now, we've actually talked about Julia Wong before because she was the editor on episode 48 when we reviewed arguably maybe our favorite film or somewhere in that ballpark. We talk about it all the time. Can't help but talk about it because
0: of how great it is. Well, I know her name seemed familiar, (laughs)
1: but I'm being super
0: facetious. By the way, that's kind of what I. Well, here's the thing: I knew her name sounded familiar, which means like I knew we probably talked about her. 48. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I mean, did it was an experiment. It was an experiment. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so I, I, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. For a second, I thought you meant we were experimenting. And I was like, we didn't, like, she did not edit fucking House of a Thousand Corpses no, when wish. we were experimenting with Troons. No, no, no. You're us. talking about a Belco <laughs> yeah. experiment.
1: Yeah. yeah, she's the editor on the Belco experiment. And like, so I was being super facetious there. But anyhow, Julia, she's got some actually pretty cool credits. Now, she's the editor on X-Men The Last Stand from 2006. She helped on 2020's Gretel and Hansel. She's also the editor on Red Riding Hood from 2011. She was a part of the editorial department for 2002's movie Unfaithful. Just a few other things of note. She's helped on the film Extract, where she was the editor. The Pink Panther 2 from 2009. Once again, she was the editor. Good luck, Chuck. And uh, Endgame from 2006. All right, we have music by Henning Lohner. And this gentleman, some pretty cool credits here. All right, now he is the composer for the film The Ring Part Two, You might have heard his work in The Name of the King. He was in the music department for Ned Kelly. He was also the composer for the film Blood Rain. A few other things of note from him. He was the composer for uh, such things as Night Train from 2009. He's also helped with Love Comes Lately. We have special effects by Black Dragon Technologies. They help with the animatronics we have Res Illusion. I think we've talked about them before, but they help with the visual effects. Look effects help with the digital visual and the leading arts industry. This was produced by Sammy Lee, Brett Ratner, and Doug Steeden. Production companies were Media 8 Entertainment, Rat Entertainment, M8 Production 1, and VIP 1 and 2 Maidenfolds. Distributors were Media 8 Entertainment for all media Back in 2005, that is worldwide, had a release date, October 25th, 2005 in Canada, and here in the States, December 20th, coincidentally enough, today is Mm. December 20th here in the studio. We didn't plan that.
0: Ooh, sweet 16. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's fucking dope. So we are recording this on its fucking 16th 16th birthday. birthday. Yeah, man.
1: Do all kinds of naughty stuff. We're fucking fucking good. Hey, man, that's the way the world
0: works with us I mean, I mean, yo, I'm pretty sure that's Age of Consent in Montana, so we're going to fuck this movie up. <laughs> I mean, consensually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, I do have a tagline for this, and it is, he's making a list. Pray you're not on it. Okay. All right, so with that, moving into so the So opposite of Schindler's list. As far as I know. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to lead off with santa who is played by none other than bill goldberg yes <laughs> i'm like i'm all for it right all right now for those who need a refresher course on who mr goldberg is he was a football player we mentioned that i think before he played mm-hmm. with uh i wish he still did they need him bad right now <laughs> <laughs> but he did play with the falcons I think up until, like, some knee injuries, sports injuries. But he went on to start a career in wrestling with the WCW. And then he also started making some appearances in such films as Universal Soldier, The Return. You might have seen him in 2000's film, Ready to Rumble. Highly recommend that one. Then he went on. I mean, he's done a couple of different television shows, like just little guest appearances. And a show I highly recommend if you've never seen it, Yes, Dear, stars Michael Malley. Arlis, mm-hmm. the television series, Kim Possible. He uh, was in The Longest Yard, which is another movie yeah, I highly recommend. Do that was um, a good film. I really dig that Longest Yard remake. You know, we actually talked about it before because there's a little film that we were recommended by Bailey. He was in American Satan. He played Hawk.
0: Oh, shit. That's right. I totally forgot he about that. He is an American Satan, isn't he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yo, you know what? I was thinking about that movie the other day. It's still not a bad flick. It's not bad. I mean, it's not a horror film. It's not a horror film. But
1: it's still not a bad film. It ain't bad. No, 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 no. All right. We have Douglas Smith. He plays the role of Nicholas Yulson. A few things of note from Mr. Douglas. Uh, He was in an episode back in 1996 of The X-Files. He did a television series out there as Riley Evans back in 2003. Some people might recognize him in his works in Everwood and Joan of Arcadia He was also in Rock the Paint and State Evidence, those movies. He was in Remember the Days back in 2007. A few episodes of CSI back in 2006 and seven. He was in Big Love television series for uh, 53 episodes. Good on him as Ben Henriksen. Mm. He's also a part of Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters as Tyson back in 2013. He was in Drop Dead Diva. He was in the film Ouija, Terminator Genesis as Eric Thompson. He's done well for himself. Yeah, he's got some pretty cool works here, man. Big Little Lies, The Alienist. Yeah, so he's he's got a couple of different uh television credits too, man. Good on him. All right, now here's an actress we've talked about before. This is Emily De Ravine. She plays a role of Mary Mac McKenzie. We talked about her way back on episode ninety when mm-hmm. we reviewed The Hills of Eyes. That's right. Two thousand sixes. That is. All right. So a few things of note from her. She played the demon. Curapira or and Cura uh The Beastmaster back in 99 through 2000. She was also Tess Harding in the television series Roswell from 2000 through 2002. Some people might recognize her in Public Enemies from 2009. She was in the film Remember Me as Allie Craig. She played the opposite of Robert Pattinson in that film. I actually went and mm. seen that on a date. Um uh, wasn't that great but anyway <laughs> that movie is about never forget and i'm not talking about Candyman here oh shit yeah that's a whole different story all right a few other things of note she was in operation endgame you might have seen her in the submarine kid she was also a part of the once upon a time television series from 2012 through 2018 as belle french belle gold and a few others and she's got a couple of other things kept coming she's going to be part of True Colors, the television series, which they're currently filming, and Wreckage. So be on the lookout for those.
0: Once Upon a Time, that's the one where all the Disney shit's real. So she's like Belle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's really cool. Which makes sense, given. All right, we have Robert Culp. He
1: plays the role of Grandpa Yulson. A few things of note from him. This is kind of interesting. He was in the I Spy television series back in 1965. Do you know who he starred opposite of? Bill Cosby. Pudding pop. putting shit where he don't belong. (laughs) All right. Um, uh, Let's see. Um, He actually, he's done a number of series dramas, some pretty big ones, a lot of westerns. He was in Bonanza, The Rifleman, Rawhide. He's also part of The Outer Limits and Combat. Then he... Greatest uh, American Hero. Yeah, I was like, he got some... Really cool works in the 80s, like you just mentioned. Let's see, just a few films of notes. Uh The film Spectre from 77, A Cold Night's Death from 73. He also so, was oh, in uh, that, Highway to
0: Heaven. Oh, greatest American Hero is the fuck that theme kills, dude. Believe it or not, I'm walking on it. air. Yeah. It's just me, man. It's just me, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like I said, just a ton of television series. Really cool works there, man. All right, we have Dave Thomas plays the role of Pastor Timmons. Happy to see him in this. Some people might recognize him, especially if you're from Canada, because we had to have to note this is a Canadian and U.S. Uh, venture. Now, Dave was a part of the David Steinberg Show back in 76 through 77. SCTV. SCTV. Very, SCTV. Yeah, I mean.
0: Dude, like.
1: Uh, Strange Brew was Doug McKenzie. Really cool shit there. Let's see. Just a few things of note outside of that. Some people might recognize him in his work. He actually helped voice Maniac Mansion television series as uh, Haji Robertus, which is really neat. He was in, um, let's see here, Coneheads as the High Master back in 1993. Yeah. Had several appearances voicing characters in Bobby's World and Animaniacs back in 92 through 93. Some people might recognize him in the Red Green television series. Pretty popular up in Canada, once again. He was in uh, Pippi Longstocking, where he voiced Thunder Carlson. it has been in Grace Under Fire. and the list just keeps going on and on. Rat Race, pretty good film, right? Legend of Tarzan, where he voiced uh, Hugo back in 2001. Where else well, did we
0: go with this? I mean, did you mention Brother Bear? Did I just miss no, it? No, Brother Bear, yeah, King of the Hill. Jesus, the the fun thing with Brother I remember I actually went and saw Brother Bear in the theaters. I had nothing better to do that weekend. I was like, why not? Like it's, I mean, that was a fucking Disney flick. Like why why wouldn't I go see the latest Disney animation? Right? Like it's always yeah, quality. I'm guilty. Fucking um, he was took Rut and took was fucking. It was um, uh, Rick Moranis and him. Oh, the yeah, the characters man. were just straight up based on Bob and Duck. Makes sense. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Eh? (laughs) So that was a lot of fun. I was like, oh, shit, I've heard this. Okay, so we
1: have Saul Rubinick plays the role of Mr. Green. He runs the deli shop. Mm -hmm. All right, so a few things of note from Mr. Rubinick. He was in the film Unforgiven back in 1992. You might have recognized him in True Romance as Lee Donovitz back in 93. He was also in The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I still have yet to watch that. I've heard he's really good, man. He was a part of the television series Hunters from 2020, and it looks like it's renewed for another season, Mm. so all the way up through more recently in 2022. Really cool. I mean, he's got a number of other films. We'll be here all day, too, with him. All right, moving forward. This is uh, interesting because this is basically a family unit, one person that is uncredited, but, I mean, we know who you are. Yeah, you're not hiding yourself. Come on, dude. All right, so I'm going to start with Rebecca Gayhart. She plays Gwen Mason. We talked about her back on episode 111 when we Urban reviewed Legend. Urban Legend. Correct. All right. few things of note from her. Not that way we have to really go too much into depth, but. Urban Legend. Urban Legend. Dead Like Me. Right? Betty right. Boomer. She was also, I don't know. Let's see here. And Nothing to Lose back in 1997. Jawbreaker back in nineteen ninety nine, and she was a part of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as Billy Booth. Uh, right, right, yeah. All right. Cool. So moving forward, we have. I'm glad he's in this. I don't know how I, well there's a few films he's been in that are horror related. Okay. But we have Chris Kattan as yes. a role of Jason Mason. <laughs> All right. Few things of note from him. He was in A Night at the Roxbury, which was derived from the skit on SNL. Love it,
0: dude! I fucking love that movie. <laughs>
1: I let my uncle watch that. I actually bought that for him because he used to go clubbing a lot. And that was kind of an inside joke between my siblings. Like, yeah, he goes out there doing that shit like Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell. He didn't think it was too funny. Anyway, (laughs) Chris was also part of House on Haunted Hill as Pritchett back in 1999. He was in Monkey Bone. You might have seen him. And one of my favorites, actually, that he's in is Corky Romano. Guys, want some cookies? Yeah, cookies. <laughs> it's just so funny. Undercover Brother as Mr. Feather. He was also in, um, there was one show I want to pull up. It was a part of like a, a television thing that he was in. It was actually pretty decent, man. It was like a Bollywood thing he did. Yeah, so a few of the other things I've known is like he's in a Hotel Transylvania Part 2 as Cocky, he voices that. The Ridiculous 6 as John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, Sharknado 5, are you fucking kidding me, man? Yeah, He did a voice of Blaze in Voltron. The Legend Defender was really cool. So, yeah, just a few things of note from uh, Chris there. All right, we have Fran Drescher, as if we need to introduce her, but she plays Virginia Mason in this film. Fran, let's see, she goes back from 1977. She is in. Uh, Guess you Saturday-
0: used to watch The Nanny quite a bit. I actually this watched guy. a few
1: episodes. It's good. Yeah. Um, like I said, she was in Saturday Night Fever as Connie back in 1977, she was She's in American in- Hot Wax. Uh, this is Spinal Tap? Yes, she is. Uh, back in 1984 as Bobby Fuckman, uh, which is really cool, man. Like, she was a part of that little ensemble there. Let's see here. She was in UHF as well as Pamela Finkelstein back in 1989. You might have seen her in Cadillac Man. She was in uh, Princess as Melissa Kirshner. Yeah, like I said, a lot of television films, things like that, so that's really cool. All right, moving forward, we have James Caan, Darren Mason. He's the one who went uncredited. Another one of those guys we could be here all day, but always think of him in misery, yes. for obvious reasons. Paul Sheldon, he was in the nineteen eighty one film Frank and the Movie Thief. He was Sonny in The Godfather back in nineteen seventy two, and he was also in Rollerball back in nineteen seventy five. Father of Scott Cahn, uh, which is coincidental because we just mentioned Ready to Rumble shit right <laughs> yeah um All right. i have last but not least tommy tiny lister jr as the gas attendant and as if he needs an introduction we've talked about it i think briefly he was in no holds Bard. this is uh he and hulk hogan mm-hmm. people should know him as debo in friday especially if you're stoners oh, like yeah. us yeah he was in the fifth element as president lindbergh Back in 1997, he was in Jackie Brown as uh, as Winston, and he was also the tattooed prisoner in the dark night. And uh, unfortunately, he just passed recently, which sucks, but shit happens, man. All right, uh, that's pretty much who I've
0: got. I know there's some other people make appearances here and there in it. On the James Conn of it all, I do want to mention, uh, I also watched a shit ton of uh, Vegas, or oh, Las right. Vegas. Nice, dude. Yeah, Yeah, he's been in a ton of shit. But he's one of those actors, man. He's really
1: good. All right, so that's our cast and crew. You gave us a setup. We should give you some warnings heading to the next section.
0: Not a ton of gore, but definitely blood and violence. True. There's... I mean, there's a little bit of gore, but yeah, not, not Not too bad, that. Nah, but it's tame, really, in comparison. You know,
1: your standard language. Titties. Titties. Yeah, there's some titties in this. Gunplay... I mean, there's some religious imagery, but not not a lot. No, but, you know, you know, it's got to throw yeah, it out there. Can't throw it out there. I mean, but outside of that, man, it's, you know, it's more comedic than anything. I mean, that's not too much of a spoiler, but,
0: you know, it's a movie about a killer Santa starring Bill Goldberg. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Let's just get to the how did that make us squeal so that we can talk about the fact that we just watched a killer Santa movie. Starring Bill Goldberg. <laughs> oh, yeah. How does that make you squeal? All right. Santa sleigh. Merry fucking Christmas. You know, all I'd ever heard about this movie was that it's not that good. This movie's fucking rad. I dig it, man. It's not great, but it's still entertaining. Dude, I had such a fun time fucking watching
1: it. On well, the first time through as well, I was like, yeah, this... It had some elements in it I wasn't expecting. And I think that's what made me enjoy it mm-hmm. because it actually surprised me with what it was doing
0: No, i will say it's not that good second time through i had a lot harder time paying attention <laughs> oh, you and me both yeah the, that's why i said the first time through was fun like really
1: fun second time through was like ah,
0: okay got it it's
1: cool just, it's a fun little slasher exactly
0: exactly there ain't that much extra to it no. once you know the jokes you know the jokes
1: yeah and i think the thing that really helps too is it's run time isn't very long either no. so it's
0: not too bad but here's the thing. I would watch it again. Yeah. I mean, if I had to, I wouldn't be disappointed. Or, if or you went to the other room right now and turned it on, like, I'd probably be on my phone most of the time, but I would <laughs> but, sit yeah. there in front of it and, like, look up and enjoy it. Yeah, because there's some moments that are it's entertaining, I think. So it was funny. Partway into the week, neither of us had watched it yet, but you're like, yo, I looked up the cast in this movie, and it's fucking insane. Five minutes into watching this movie, I'm like, oh, that's how they afforded that cast. They were there for 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> Man. They got
0: all their shots in 20 minutes, and they got the fuck out. All right. Which
1: leads me, not that we have to lead into the film per se, but this leads me literally into my first note, was, was the majority of the budget wasted on the opening scene because <laughs> of who they pulled in or, for that scene. Or was
0: that just favors?
1: That's probably more than, than likely, considering who, like said, who... Help produce this. Brett Ratner, I'm I'm
0: sure he pulled some strings. And, like, first off, I have the feeling that all of them learned their lines, like, 30 minutes before. Not that they gave bad performances, just, like, there's nothing to it. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's just, it's almost like
0: a skit. Yeah.
1: It's like, just rehearse your lines, maybe, you know, a time or two through, and then let's do it. Probably a little
0: improv in there. But also, like... You have to wonder, like, maybe did they say it? Like, if Brett asked them, do you think that they maybe said yes because of the joke that maybe isn't immediately apparent that that entire cast is Jewish? Yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, that is so funny, man.
1: <laughs> Which, when you watch this film, it I mean, it makes itself
0: known. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious, but it's still funny. That was fucking great. I mean, that was kind of fun. They were all pretty bad. I was, I was like, ah. when it opened with everybody like that, I was blown away for a second. I'm like, is doing. this really going to be the fucking movie? Like, is Santa going to be terrorizing this family? I was wondering that too. And then when he starts to kill them, I was like, that makes sense. Cause they were all fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Now it was fun seeing fucking Bill Goldberg as a killer Santa. None of the kills really stick out in my mind. No. Which maybe is a little bit of a downfall of the movie. I did have fun seeing him kill people. Yeah, exactly. But they didn't really go too far with it. No.
1: You know, I was going to say it it was more comedic than anything else.
0: Here's my other takeaway from that opening scene. (laughs) Uh, Where the camera starts when we are first introduced to her. I didn't realize Fran Drescher was that stacked. Me either. I ain't complaining. Shit. I know. She was still... I was like, wait, what? what? Yeah, she's
1: like, dang, girl, you look
0: good. All right. All right. All right, Fran. I'll deal with that voice.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> at least of my worries. <laughs> Shit.
0: But somehow, Chris Kattan was anyway. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Go CK. Wait, and like, Chris Kattan with Re- Rebecca Gay. Anyway, I'm sorry, <laughs> you ain't pulling both of them. Nah. Sorry, bro. I don't care how funny you are. Sorry, Mango. Sorry, happening. Mango. <laughs> it happened. Unless you pull in some Cosby shit with your cookies. Exactly. We don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's blink and you'll fucking miss it. But I laughed so hard when James Khan just shrugged his fucking shoulders at the dog being kicked into the fucking pan. <laughs> hey Jesus! <geez>, he's like. <laughs> Fuck I don't give a fuck about that dog. <laughs> fuck it, I don't give
1: a shit. Exactly. So it starts off like just over the top dinner party, Christmas party, whatever. Yeah. By an all Jewish cast. <laughs> and who comes in? Santa Claus, Bill Goldberg, Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> and he puts to rest all of their kind of spoiled ways. Chris Kattan, I thought that was funny. <laughs> what
0: Wait. he was going to do. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. It's fun. That I was like, wait, wait, wait. That's from something, right? I had to look that shit up again. You yeah. know that shit, right? Not right off the top of my head. Okay, so... <clears throat> I don't think I looked it up. But it would make sense that they're referencing things. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus is a line from an editorial that's called Is There a Santa Claus? Uh, it was written and first appeared in a paper all the way back in uh, 1897. Wow. Uh, it appeared in the New York Sun. And it's kind of like Americana Christmas folklore. It is the most reprinted newspaper editorial in the English language. No kidding. That's pretty awesome, man.
1: And it shows, I know nothing
0: about it other than the fact that that like, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa (laughs) Claus was a reference. And so then I had to go look it up, but like,
1: no, that's a good grab, man, because to put that in this film, (laughs) it's pretty
0: interesting. I mean, that's, really clever. Yo, if, as dorky as that might sound, but I think it's cool. I'm entirely surprised that this is like the only thing that Steinman written, wrote and directed. Cause this is pretty fucking solid, like, yeah, B grade horror comedy. That's kind of how I felt. I didn't
1: know exactly how to describe it, but I felt it wasn't Z grade. It wasn't, I don't feel like it's
0: necessarily C grade, but yeah, B grade is probably more apt. Like, it's, Eminently watchable. Right. It was decently funny. Yeah, I mean, it's not great acting, but it's not bad either. It's I'd be surprised I'd be surprised to find out like it was a bad time on set. I feel like they oh, were I having a that. good time. It's in Canada, eh? I know they had a good time. Uh, Coles, at least the set bad. designers were having a good time because there's some funny jokes and shit just in the fucking set design. Oh, yeah. And like some of their props and shit. I would imagine they had a really good time. Because, like, okay, he kills the family. Unfortunately, like we said, not really any of the kills in this movie are that memorable. No, so no. He kills the family. Right.
1: I mean, I read a little bit, you know, the way that the family dies. They're mostly gags. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Christmas star, eggnog, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. But once they kill that family, and I was thinking, too, the first time through, I was like, are, are we going to be following these, like, this That's cast? Right. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Because... We learn that we're in the township of Hell, and then it transitions to the deli, which is called Heaven Scent, nah. like the smell. Not necessarily like, but still, I mean, it's already playing on the heaven and hell, mm-hmm. which is like okay, that's kind of that's neat. I already like how it opens up with that old lady giving that boy shit. That Ooh, is what so a fucking funny. cunt! <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like I like it because it's like that's basically kind of shit you get in customer service. Mm. And then he fucks with her because she was asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets her up comments
0: uh, when she leaves. Uh, okay. It's not even a good joke, but the fact that his fucking reindeer is just a fucking <laughs> buffalo. That shit is ridiculous. <laughs> a hell deer. Yeah, the hell deer. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I, I know a fucking bison. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. It's pretty obvious, but it's still funny. We got an entire range just like an hour away. Exactly.
1: (laughs) You're not fooling us.
0: I've seen that shit. So that (laughs) – it's not even a good fucking joke, and I fucking laughed at that because I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. It is. Now, I like (laughs) that they basically open (sighs) – this is a spoiler section. We're going to jump around the movie a little bit. I'm okay with that. I love that they open with basically grandma got run over by a reindeer. Like that's the joke right there. Right. I hate that they do it again later in the movie.
1: Yeah, They just... With the grandpa got run. Yeah, they reversed the role. Yeah, but it's still... It's a play on that, but it's still funny. But the fact that... Right
0: right before it happens, move, bitch. Get out of the the way.
1: way. I know. I was like, damn, that's right time period. That's hilarious. She goes flying off the road. And... I mean, you're basically getting the introduction of the kid Nicholas, right? His girlfriend, Mac... And his grandfather, because the kid goes back to his grandpa's. His grandpa's been fucking around with light bulbs mm-hmm. for whatever reasons. It's the second box of lights <laughs> I've dropped today. today. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but he, if you're paying attention the second time through, there's little intimations at things. And I'll mention that here in just a second. But before that, one of my notes is, which is really funny, the kid is watching a football game.
0: Oh, shit, is he? I yes. wasn't paying
1: attention to that. So if I was if, paying attention, look. Okay, I'll let you finish first yeah. and then. This is, I thought this is kind of funny because I had to write it down. I mean, I didn't have to, but I thought it was funny. The kid is watching a football game and it's broadcast as the Horny Asian Housewives.com Christmas Eve Bowl. <laughs> and the two teams that are playing in it, which the kid is wearing the sweatshirt, is Southwest North Dakota State University fighting insurance salesman. That was the, what I was
0: going to say. Yeah. Versus I want his fucking shirt. I don't versus, care that nobody will get the fucking reference.
1: I, yeah. I that thought be, that
0: shit was the funniest. I fucking like thing. both of them with the bowl on the back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but they were playing the Wyoming state golden showers, <laughs> which if you listen to the commentators, the Southwest North Dakota state guys haven't tasted in a while. <laughs> it's like, all right, I like it. But, Here's what I said the uh, if you're paying attention, especially the second time through, because the first time through doesn't make any sense. Where Nick, he's looking I think in like a safe or some shit and mm-hmm. he finds his grandpa's like brochure or like that. Yeah, pin, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I, I didn't know you, sir, and he's like, I didn't but it has H on the wings. Mm. And I was like, Oh that's kinda neat. Because that pays dividends a little bit further down the road. I'm not gonna spoil that quite yet. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of neat. But we also get the introduction of the Book of Claws, which his grandpa is reading from. And it speaks that of... fucking
0: page turner. That was pretty funny. <laughs> was... I mean, his grandpa, yeah, is, is uh, an inventor of sorts. He does how, all kinds of neat shit. Fucking how did Nick gives a fucking weird-ass pronunciation in Necronomicon? What does he say? He... Necronomicon or something Necronomicon. like that? Necronomicon. <laughs> like, was that, that a Necronomicon? Uh, what? <laughs> Necronomicon? Is that how you say it, Canada?
1: <laughs> don't say you're not it's not an accent. don't say that anywho it It tells the story of two virgin births. one we already know the story of. the second one we didn't know, at least I didn't know with Satan
0: and Erica, who is the virgin. so this is where I have to do my well actually because they very <laughs> yeah. specifically mentioned that there's only been two Immaculate Conceptions, contrary to popular belief. The Immaculate Conception actually refers to the birth of Mary. Ooh, did not know that. Uh, because in order to be a vessel for God, who is man, right, right. she had to be perfect. And so the Immaculate Conception refers to her being born without original sin tainting her, so that she is able to be further purified through the flesh to be the vessel for Jesus. That makes sense. Okay. She was a chosen one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting.
1: But out of this tale, we get uh, Santa, and with that came Dag of Mord, which means Day of Slayings, and uh, that's kind of where it stops right there. Because there's some more expo later on, which is it fills in some blanks. We get the introduction to Dave Thomas's character, Pastor Timmons. He's giving a whole sermon. You see the tithing plate going around. This is where I thought it was funny because once that shit's over, he's going to the titty bar. <laughs>
0: Well, okay, just to back up a little bit, Yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't just get the day of slaying. Like, we, we get a little bit of gaps filled in later, but during that initial <laughs> one is when we do find out that Santa was bound by a fucking curling match. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious, <laughs> man.
1: Yeah, which switched it, which switched the dates. Oh, well, which we switched what the meaning of Christmas means, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like said so from that point there's some other expo that You have to do this for at least a thousand years. But yeah. Like, all right, I'll go first. Fucked him up. Pastor Timmons goes to the Titty Bar. Guess who follows? Santa.
0: Once again played by Bill Goldberg <laughs> with his bison. Yo, for real, big ass beard on Bill Goldberg's a pretty good look. No, he, he was rocking it, man. Mm-hmm.
1: It was funny because they kept calling him Fat Boy, and I'm like, there's Shit. nothing fat about Bill Goldberg. What the fuck are you talking about? That's asking for an ass-whooping. And one thing you and I talked about off mic didn't come to play, either
0: one of them or his finishing moves. I, he kind of spears. He he does. He does. But it was a really unclean shot. That uh, you're like, mm. But you're right. He does spear, but it's not the spear that I'm no, 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 no. looking for. It was enough to make him go... Yeah. Mm, Okay. You gave me a tingle. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of made, it was, so one of the legit kind of bad, like, how do you fucking do this and let it slip through happens in that fight in the strip club. Did you notice they didn't fully them fucking whacking the ax into the table when he uses it as a shield? I don't think I paid attention to much of that. There's no, like (laughs) the dude embeds the ax into, like, because Bill Goldberg picks up yeah, the fucking yeah, table. He's <laughs> using it in the defense. When the bouncers come at him with one of them has an axe, I think the other one has a fire extinguisher.
1: Okay.
0: And they fucking swing it at him, and he uses it as a shield, and when it hits, there's no noise.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> there's That's just funny. nothing but soundtrack. That's
1: solid, yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> there's noise for the rest of the fight. That's
1: interesting. I didn't pay attention to There's sound to effects.
0: There's Foley. Huh. But they completely missed the fucking whoopsie-daisy yes.
1: lips. Someone missed that and sound. Whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. All right, Santa, he just going in there basically just kicking ass, taking names, kissing
0: chicks, all that nonsense. As soon as, soon as shit starts going down, <laughs> Pastor Timmons starts regathering up his ones that he threw down.
1: That shit is hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker, I was like, it. hell yeah. I thought that shit was hilarious. He winds up killing. the one when I say he Santa, that is, he winds up killing Bill Goldberg. Yeah, this the fucking strippers. He winds up getting all the fucking security guys, the the bar guys. Essentially, he has that, what? Like he turns the coal. Yeah, yeah, hot yeah. And it says naughty and lights the place up. Pastor Timmons gets out. This might be one of my favorite
0: sequences in the film. Wait, trivia. Okay, the yeah. stripper. He ends up with his face in the crotch of when they're swinging across the stage. They got married.
1: Okay, uh, okay. I I didn't know where she was at because I saw that she plays stunts or she's like mm-hmm. a stunt lady. I can see why he's like, you know what? I found myself in a very, very nice, familiar place. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to call it home. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He, he wound up marrying, what's her name, Wanda something? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Not off the top of my head. I'll pull it up later yeah. on. But yeah, it was kinda neat. One of my favorite sequences is the stop
0: motion. My note is fucking thank you, stop motion. I love it. That makes me so happy that <laughs> like it made it feel truly like, like Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Like that's
1: some shit growing up, watching that shit,
0: snowman, all that stuff. But right before that, I have to bring this up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grandpa is cool enough. To Mm. go to bed early so that you can get a blowy, and you immediately fuck that up? Because you know that chick's giving him a blowy. Dude, all right. I know this is all, it's a movie, but
1: hypothetically speaking, (laughs) yo, she is a cutie pie.
0: Kid is, I don't know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. He hints at it at the end of the movie. He ain't into chicks. (laughs) He kissed like a dude. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm like, all right, man, you. Kid is closeted. He doesn't even realize it yet. He might be into her brother. Yeah. Mm. That's my headcanon for this movie. Because like otherwise, he's just a straight dumbass. Yeah, which I. I'm going to go the alternate
1: route. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Grandpa does him a solid. Kid fucks it up. That's on him. Then stop motion. Stop motion. So good. Because it's all about the angels bet versus Santa, and that's where you get that like it's a killer sequence. You learn about the curling match, all that fun shit. I love it. Yeah, the angel wins, and for a thousand years Santa gets
0: to spread his glee and gifts, starting in 1005 AD. When they when they kept repeating about the, I don't know how much they actually repeated it, but when they yeah. very specifically said like. Santa landed it as close as you possibly could without it going in. I kind of called what was coming next, but I didn't mind it. Yeah, no. and That's okay. I'm fine with that. Because I didn't see the flip around that happens later. I know. is <laughs> kind
1: of funny. All right. The kid, he's like, oh, that's 2005. That's exactly a thousand years ago. <laughs> The kid's onto something. He's like, maybe Grandpa's not batshit crazy. So what does he hop on? He hops on his computer. He goes on a website. It's called Gonad.
0: <laughs> that was so good. It made me think of the clip, right?
1: Oh um, fuck yeah! I mean, you know, they're they're playing with NORAD, but mm-hmm. its acronym is Global Operations Network for Aerospace Defense. <laughs> Gonad. Gonad. <laughs> yeah, a kid is like, you know, wanting to see if they're tracking Santa. Didn't want to have to be the one <laughs> Anyhow, that shit's just, it's silly. I liked it, though. All right. This leads to uh, Sienna starting to wreak havoc on the talent itself. He's, like, picking off uh, the kids, mm-hmm. those little bratty kids. Like yes, us like, open up our kids. fucking yeah. heads blow up. Grandma's was like, dope. fuck.
0: <laughs> That's funny. That part kind of shocked me. I was like, you guys just fucking blew off some kids' heads. I, I know. I, I all right. I'm down. Okay.
1: <laughs> all right. Mr. Green, amongst all this shit, who is the deli owner. Yes. Santa Claus winds up coming in. I think he bums into some Jewish guys, some Hasidic guys. I can't remember. I know it's definitely after, but I can't remember mm. it was on the way too, as well. But the whole point is he uses the menorah to stab Mr. Green in the
0: neck. I kind of like how they didn't show that till later. That was actually kind of... It it is A well done little bit. Yeah. The
1: kid winds up hearing about the address because he's reporting to the cops. They wind up taking him in because they think he's telling a bogus story. He's like, oh, yeah, he's kind of like your grandpa. I'm going to bring you in. As he's telling the story to, like, the chief of police or whatever the fuck that guy is, he's warning the guy about all that shit, about Santa Claus.
0: Well, the kid knew to listen to the police report. Because a tiny Lister had it on. Yeah, that's right,
1: right, right. Yeah, because the kid. You're right. So the kid hears it after meeting him because he wants to get like some
0: high tea, like bo- high bubble gum or some shit. Yeah. Okay, we're we'll gonna have to talk that. about that. Just so- we accidentally skipped over something that I wanted to bring up just because okay. it was dumb. Like we high. Yeah, we stoned this <laughs> motherfucker, dude. We've been hitting all sorts of these fucking. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Not the, it wasn't actually a funeral service, but when Dave Thomas is bringing up the fucking strippers. Oh, died, is, he's crying his shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. And you know, and he starts listing off their names. And like, I'm no stranger to stripper names. Like, yeah. not just stripper names, but like drag names and fucking, was <laughs> it not rollerball, the, the real one? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, roller derby? Roller derby. Yeah. All three of those things, strippers, roller derby, and fucking drag queens, always have all the best pun names, You're and right. yet these still were making me laugh. Fucking Tess Tickler. I love that one. Tess Tickler that was, made me laugh that, so
1: hard. That was on the headline. That was yeah. on the marquee. Yeah, at Gold Diggers. Like Dixie Wrecked. All right, like yeah, that's, cool, cool. Yeah, we've heard that a million times.
0: But Tess Tickler, for whatever reason, that's I a good lost
1: one. it, dude. Tess Tickler. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's like no, RIP uh, test tickler. Yeah. I'm sorry. Has panache. <laughs> I like it too, man. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, I was so glad to see Dave Thomas playing in that role because he's fucking silly as it is. And he hams it up. So that was funny.
0: Now, it's the menorah stab that's set up by the spear through the thing. Right. You're right. And he fucks him up. He gets him. But so, Tiny Lister. <laughs> now that we're back. To, yeah. First off, there's too much damn violence in the hood. <laughs> Yeah. Oh what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's cool. So like, he might actually have been Debo, right? Given the time period, yeah, that makes sense. Next off, they were out of the gum, right? Mm-hmm. That gum he gave him was nicotine gum, wasn't it? I, I think so. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's <laughs> like because uh, I'm pretty sure it was showing that it had like five milligrams.
1: Yeah, I was like, that's what it made me wonder. I was like, what the what the fuck? <laughs>
0: It's just like, you're you're out of gum, so you're going to give the kid smoking cessation gum. Kid's going to be catching a fucking Nick buzz for the rest of the fucking movie. You know he ain't used to that. That kid's too square. That kid don't fucking smoke.
1: Yeah. Here's maybe a little bit of advice for any of our listeners out there who have convenience stores close by that carry certain products. Be very careful of what you buy out of those stores
0: is all I'm saying. (laughs) You know, you got to be very careful. But, like, that kid has a Nick buzz the rest of the movie, right?
1: Chance to reason. I think so. It would make sense. Because he ran into that bitch real fast after he heard the address. He so all oh, that's heaven Discovers Mr. Green. In come the cops. Which is, they're out, one of them is out there, Rabinovitz, mm-hmm. whatever. whatever. <laughs> that's when they take the kid to the station. And that's when the kid talks to the chief of police and is warning him about Santa Claus and... The guy's basically telling him to get the fuck out of his office, you know, get out of my station. He's like, well, I warned you. And as that happens, because what happens? Those guys are out there looking at the board, which is kind of funny. It's also this, a foreshadow. This was
0: one of my favorite little jokes. Like, yeah. they're talking about the, the one killings. guy's like, look, the killings, they sort of form a, a Christmas tree, so I bet the next one's going to be right here to be a star on top. <laughs> yeah, And the guy's like, that ain't a Christmas tree. That's a irregular polyhedron.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, it's connected by the lines. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's pretty funny. But the guy literally says, I bet the next killing is going to happen here. What? He wasn't wrong.
0: Goldberg shows up. <laughs> I like how we don't see the police massacre. I actually. Yeah, no, like no I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't really need it. It's not necessary. But when he's walking out, it caps off the joke. Cause the fucking, yeah. the tree guy is stabbed through in the tree shape. The other guy. Outlined in regular regular polyhedral shape. That
1: is so fucking funny, man. And that's why I said that some of the writing in this is clever because as silly as it is, it still has the setup, the punchline, and it makes sense. As silly as I know, it it's is,
0: not as funny to to fucking say the joke out loud, right? But still, but it's, it's clever. It. Like, it's when good. I noticed that I was like, "Thank you, it, yes, you did
1: it." It reminds me a little bit of like like Hot Shots and. Mm -hmm. Movies like that, you know, like the humor, the naked guns and stuff of that nature. It's just silly, but it's effective because it is silly. Anywho, (laughs) yeah, moving forward. The Kid kid Cop, he sucks. Cock? Cock? (laughs) That's not Captain Cock. (laughs) Uh, Like those little exchanges they have too. Like they're silly, but they're still pretty funny. It's sophomore. It's funny. I like
0: it. It's stoner comedy. Mac and Nick wind up getting pulled over. So, this is one of the bits too. When they're in the rig, that was one of the bits where I'm like, man, the set designers must have had a fucking field day with this because I was already thinking about the different shirts he has. Because yeah. by this time, he's also changed shirts, and I can't remember what his second one is, but it's also like kind of funny. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. It's
0: not as like straight out of a joke as the what a Southwest, North Dakota state yeah, university fighting, fighting shirt <laughs> salesman, which is amazing. But what I did notice was we, we've we already had the setup that her dad's a gun nun. Yes, yes. So he actually has a couple stickers on his truck that she's borrowing. One of them is for one of the gun groups that he's a part of, <laughs> and I couldn't make out the small writing, but the initials are BFG. Oh, damn,
1: big fucking guy. <laughs> That's pretty funny.
0: This film, like I said, it shouldn't be as clever as it is. It's not bad. It's not great. No, no, it's not great. We keep skipping over exactly how he's killing people, even though it's a horror movie, because it's fucking boring. Right,
1: right, right. It's like as silly as it is, man, it still has the payoff. It's fun that
0: he's killing people. Right. That's about it. But that's that's because he's Goldberg. And I'm okay with that. He didn't have to do a whole lot. He still did enough. Like I said, I mean, yeah, they try to pull him over. The fucking little bit of chase happens. He shoots him off the grig. Yeah, and that's fine. Then what's it go to? Then they meet back up with Grandpa. Right. You're right. And, you know,
1: Grandpa has his bunker. We should have established that earlier, but he does. He has his little bunker. Carolers show up. Nick and Matt go out there to warn them. They get fucked up. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Santa's on the loose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? I mean, it sounds as, as crazy as it sounds. Like, it would have thrown me off, too, because Santa shows up. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have time to get out of there anyway. <laughs> no, they did They were getting <laughs> fucked up regardless. And that's exactly what happened. They retreat, meaning Mac and Nick back in Grandpa's bunker. Uh, Santa Claus is busting his way through. Grandpa has some keys to, like, what, some snowmobiles?
0: Yeah, some sleds.
1: Yeah, which is cool. But he winds up sacrificing himself. He doesn't realize that because he gets run over. That's gets the said fucking grandpa gets run over. By yeah, the little ha-ha.
0: Right. It was better the first time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: but that sets Mac and Nick off because Mac can't get hers to start. They wind up going through town. Not a bad little chase sequence. Not bad. It reminds me a little bit of 80s films, 90s films too, like that kind of time period. And I'm fine with it. It was fine. Mm -hmm. I had nothing wrong with it. I also noticed something too because Grandpa has a line earlier on the film. He says, you know, the only worthwhile gift is a practical one. And in this case, it's that fucking nutcracker because we learn of its efficacy. Later well they on, try to set on.
0: that up in two different ways. Because yeah. earlier in the film we see that it shoots rather than cracks. Right, exactly. But during that scene, his grandpa tells him, Did you know the chestnut could explode if you don't puncture the skin before it's heated? Exactly. Which a chestnut gets heated later on, but it doesn't explode. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Motherfuck, I really wanted it to explode in his chest. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> Damn it. So chest nut. nut
1: something More like
0: chest not
1: Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, got him. What happened? <laughs> burn. Sick burn, bro. That was pretty good. All right. We learned something here, and this this all leads pretty much to Goldberg having the fucking Zamboni about to run those kids over because they're like going to the library. Because it's Canada. I, yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Why,
0: why wouldn't it be, right? You're going For, to end up in a hockey rink with somebody on a Zamboni. In steps, Grandpa, as Oh, the, God, part three. <laughs> oh, no, they actually did a part three, didn't they? So, oh, God, part 15. Wow, yeah, <laughs> wow.
1: But he was the OG angel referenced in the story earlier. And uh, once again, they have their little bet, their wager. This, so this time, the this, angel has to go first. Right. You know, and he's like, Phew. He's got the curler's touch, man. But guess what? Santa ain't having that
0: shit. <laughs> I did okay. not expect that. I would have put money that Santa was going to throw his hard enough that he just exploded the fucking angels. That's kind of what I was thinking. Not that he was going to grab the fucking angel and throw him the goddamn down the goddamn hole. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Because it's like, I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> he took his shot. Yeah, that took me by surprise. I fucking laughed. That was great. Uh, what this leads to, let's see here. The kids still yeah. think they get off, though, right, for a second? Because, oh, no, was that before the fucking curling match started when he's... that It was before the curling match started yeah. when they're like, time's up, bitch. <laughs> yeah. The, the kid gets pegged with something, too, like a book or some shit. He gets fucked up pretty good.
1: But he winds up using that nutcracker to deflect mm-hmm. fucking... Santa Claus's attack. We've already alluded to the whole chestnut gag and all that stuff. But it doesn't kill him. And he winds up just like piecing out. He's like, all right, I guess I'll I'll see y'all next time. <laughs> it just fucking dips out. But then they're like, no, we need to finish this because grandpa tells him too. He's like, no, he's weak. He's vulnerable. Let's go ahead and take him out right now. But he can't leave that premise. He's he's bound, I suppose. But they go for- off four ah, fuck if I know. I don't know Canadian logic. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to Max Dad's shooting club, and there's a character there that's like Jimbo, and
0: <laughs> yeah, that one, that too. I was like, all right, that joke's played out. Like, whatever. I still kind mean, of, I still kind of laugh. I, mean, I did too, but you know, if he's willing to
1: participate and and have a gag, you know, have a little bit of fun of it at his expense, if he's fine with it, then I'm fine with it, and I can laugh at it.
0: I just wish. That dude didn't try to tag up on his joke and they made oh everybody my God. awkward laugh at it. That
1: was fucked up. But like I said, if he was okay with it.
0: Well, that was the thing. I was just like, it wasn't that funny.
1: It, w- it really wasn't. Kind of like, that was fu- kind of fucked up. I mean, like, it was his was up.
0: funnier You just saying that he lost a lung. I know. <laughs> they didn't on. need the punch up.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That was kind of, oof. You're yeah, right. He didn't need that. But they tell the hunt club, the shooting club, That there's, like, a flying deer, flying buck? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Once again, what are you
0: talking about? Well, And once it gets within sight, one of them's like, oh, shit, it is a reindeer. And I'm like, motherfucker, have you ever seen a reindeer? (laughs) Because it does not look like that.
1: I don't know which cartoons he's watching or nature programs or anything he's watching. I don't know. That ain't it, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking can, <laughs>
0: Canadian public school system failed that one. I know. I thought I I could have swore they were smarter than us. Shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they all open fire. You're right. They take them. They take them down. Right. And what we learn actually? Well, they take them down because. Oh, fucking! Dad pulls out the bazooka. Bazooka
1: is like, where'd you get that? It's like, oh, dude's been saving up, and that's pretty. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only cost me my lung.
0: In your vocal cords.
1: Yeah. yeah. Ha ha. But yeah, it's actually not the Santa we thought it would be, actually. It's
0: Pastor Timmons. I think I already gave something else my favorite joke award. I might have to take it back and give my second favorite joke. They don't call any attention to it. It's so fucking understated. (coughs) Maybe the most awesome fucked up thing they do in this movie. When they go to retrieve Timmons' body, they don't do what they would do in real life. (laughs) Which is, cut the pole and remove the body by sliding it up. The dude's just like, this is going to get messy. And then in the foreground, like, you don't even see anything in the background. He walks off screen, and they have their discussion. You can hear the saw revving a little bit in the background. (laughs) And when the camera pans out, there's just two long blood sprays. (laughs) And they're, like, hauling Timmons' cut-in-half body away on the fucking stretcher. hilarious. That's fucking hilarious, dude. Got his ass. They just fucking cut him in half and pull him off the fucking. That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, this film. Did you watch the after credits?
1: I did. I watched through because there's like a lot of like gags and stuff. I mean, I watched all the way, mm-hmm.
0: all the way through. I've learned that sometimes you got to do that with films, especially with what we do. Since we got such a shitty spear, oh. did that at least make up for it a little bit?
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's one thing that he does say before his oh, send okay. off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> is where he's like in disguise. Mm, mm-hmm. And the woman's reading his ID and he's like, Oh, is that, is that Santa? He's like, No, that's Shaitan. Oh no, he's like saying Shaitan, that's Shaitan. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, Oh, like the hockey player? Did you do you know who she's talking about? Cause I I've do. heard
0: the name before, but I don't I, know exactly I don't who know who is, it is. But man,
1: uh, this is not regrets, but you know, like like hindsight. I'm like, damn, I should have done it when I had the chance. But there was a time period where I wanted to buy a bunch of hockey jerseys because they were pretty cheap on eBay back in mm-hmm. the early 2000s. And one of them was of Miroslav Shatan. Satan. He's a hockey player. He played with Buffalo Sabers. So yeah, on the back of his jersey it says Satan. Right. <laughs> I'm like hell yeah. And it was a dope ass fucking jersey because. I'm not a huge fan of the Buffalo Sabres by any stretch, but they have some dope ass jerseys, hockey jerseys. That is their football jersey. bad either.
0: But I knew who she was talking about. And I thought that was another little clever line, especially if you're a hockey fan. Yeah. I just knew that that was the actual pronunciation of that word. Yeah. I'm like, that's, and funny. I knew that that was the name of a player, but I didn't know that. I didn't actually know it was spelled the same way. Yeah. Just Satan, but pronounced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shatan, <laughs> Shatan.
1: It's funny, man. But overall, like, said, so the first time through, I was like, man, this this film is a lot better than I expected. I had some fun with it.
0: Did that after credits make up for the sloppy spear? Kind of. I mean, that's his catchphrase. You know what I mean? I mean, if we're not going to ex- get it, Yeah. If we're not going to get this. Yeah. I mean... That spear through the fucking <sighs> case was kind of lame. I mean, if he would have got his ass, then I would be like, yes. And it oh, mostly, yes. like, his shoulder hit him, and he bounced off rather than the
1: fucking... There was a time where I thought he was going to pull off his fucking jackknife, and that was on that dude who was trying to stick him up because he grabbed oh, his arm. Yeah, yeah. And he, I was like, uh-oh, oh, he's going to get his fucking head in the headlock and jack his ass.
0: <laughs> yeah. and, and I, I kind of thought that jackknife was going to happen when he was fighting the... Um, bouncers at the strip club because they were suddenly would've kind been, of up on the stage. Been a, been a set
1: like, up. We did get the electrocution scene, which wasn't bad. It wasn't great, yeah. but I was like, oh, at
0: least, at least we got that. It's a boobs. <laughs> like, I guess we got that. <laughs> I
1: mean, better than nothing, but I was kind of, all right, going in blind. I was expecting it to be, I was expecting it to be a lot worse than this. I was going to say, I was expecting it to be a little bit more violent. Yeah. I didn't I think there was going to be this much comedy in it. But I'm not disappointed with that. Because like, if it if it's gonna go that angle, it needs to stay that angle.
0: I thought it was gonna be a little bit more trashy, low budget slasher. Whoops. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Than horror comedy slasher. Yeah. And it worked, I think, in its favor. You because know, it could have gotten real bad. And I was very unsure of how of how seriously they were gonna take themselves.
1: Yeah. That's another thing, too. Yeah, because... Because if they would have tried to take this seriously... (laughs) It could have been real bad. Real bad. (laughs) But it wasn't. It wasn't. And in that regard, it still reminds me a little bit of uh, Thanksgiving. Like, Mm -hmm. if it took itself too serious, it could have been real shit. But it was funny, and I laughed a lot more than I thought I was going to. (laughs) Kind of like this. There was moments, especially with that stop animation, I was like, oh... Yes, hell right. yeah, hell yeah,
0: so good. And I'm glad they put that so in there. Good. So if you and want, it's still, are you fucking kidding me? Curling, I, yeah. How Canadian is that? So,
1: uh, the U.S. is not doing too bad though. I have to say, we we do pretty do we do good in curling. Not not me per se, but, but our country. Only a little to the left. <laughs> hell yeah! So you got to aim right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My little final take from this is, didn't really even mention the score. It does, I think, a pretty decent job. I think it sounds better than it should. There's even a play on like Christmas standards, Mm -hmm. a few notes here and there, and then they kind of cut back to keep it, I I think, from being like copyrighted and all that. (laughs) But it still gives you that, yeah, that familial feel. But overall, yeah, it was not a bad film. It set it up itself, I think, threw me off a little bit with a. a list celeb cast. <laughs> and then, yeah, not to, not to discredit anybody else in this film, but I was expecting something completely different from that opening scene until mm-hmm. their deaths. And then I was like, yes. Yeah, and then we had fun with it. So, like I said, if you're looking for something a little off-kilter for the
0: holidays, not necessarily for Christmas, but for the holidays, this is a pretty fun film. If you'd rather see uh, some boobies instead of, like, 70 old man dick... <laughs> Like we talked about in Rare Exports. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not into
1: 70-year-old and 70-plus dicks on screen at once, it's not a bad alternative. (laughs)
0: That's all I'm saying. Maybe not as family-friendly.
1: Zero dicks and uh, a lot more boobs in this one. So there's that.
0: We haven't figured out next week, have we?
1: Yeah, we're back on that train. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, though. It's a fun train.
0: We'll figure it out, as always. We always do. But for now, unless you got it, I'm, I'm, I'm done. No, I'm good. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried squirms. Oot. It's <laughs> <That's> appropriate. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Tyler here. If you like the podcast, please hit subscribe Have you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us have you're listening to us, or preferably over on Apple Podcasts, that'd be super cool as the entire world is ran on algorithms and we want to be all up in them. Uh, We highly appreciate it whenever you tell all your friends about us. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, want us to put eyes on your current independent horror project, you can always contact us, squirmcast at gmail.com